Alrighty, let's do this. Hey everybody, my name is Jill Renee Feeler and welcome to this week's message. I am glad that you're here. I'm glad that I'm here and it's fun to do video again. I've taken a couple weeks off from video for no other reason than I was a little lazy <laughs> to get ready. Now there was two weeks ago, I don't remember why I didn't do a video that day, but I actually like did my hair and all that stuff. But anyway, I don't remember why. But anyway, here we are. Okay, let's start by taking a couple nice deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth or however you like to breathe. <sighs> Relaxing those shoulders, pulling your shoulders down away from your ears. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Okay, so we do these messages almost every week because I love to help us feel and know and connect with the eternal light of Source Creator God that we are in this reality. And I completely get it that a lot of us are here for different reasons and there's some of us that like this part of our work and there's some another group that likes that part of our work. Um, I like all of the work. <laughs> I really do. And I love you, of course. And there are so many layers to who and what we are. And we are on uh, like a really nice on-ramp to expanding the levels of who and what we are in this reality. And I hope that you're feeling that too. There will naturally be um, for all of us. Yeah, for all of us. It's almost like new flavors of ourselves coming online. And hopefully some of you are seeing that already and really appreciating that some things that you may have wanted to do in this reality seem like more achievable or seem more kind of like in your hand, like you're, you're ready, to, ready to do it, ready to really like release and express these, ver these versions of ourselves. And for this group in particular, there is tremendous support from so many different facets of not just within the time-space continuum in this cosmos, but also beyond the time-space continuum where there, there is no time, where there is, there is no there. It's omnipresent. It's, it, there's nowhere it isn't, okay? So we have all levels of support really for this group. And the reason we have that support is because of why we incarnated. This group incarnated for a very different type of mission. It isn't to forget. It's not to forget that we're God. It's not to just see what happens when we have a human journey. It's not, um, I want to say, careless and carefree. It's very purposeful. It's very intentional. And there's a lot of, obviously, messages and tools and resources and support that we offer to help us realize the very generic, I would say divinely generic nature of our purpose, that it's not a specific thing, it's beyond a job, um, it's beyond a relationship, and it truly is to glorify the light of Source Creator within your human. That every single one of us, our purpose can be fit into that context. Do you see how, how generic that is? Now, our minds, that's very unsatisfying because our minds love a very narrow lane of purpose and mission. Our, the reason our minds love that is because there's less risk of failure. <laughs> okay, so I, I can appreciate that logic. But what the brain also can't see is that there's no way for us to fail. Because we naturally wired ourselves in so many, I want to say foolproof, 
really guaranteed ways of being these very loving, um, caring examples of source within our humanness. Now, we each have different uh, versions of that. And I actually like that variety. Um, <laughs> I love that. Jesus just said, but do you really, Joe? I do, <laughs> sometimes more maybe in theory than actuality. Um, I mean, you guys, we can rub each other the wrong way. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I rub people the wrong way. Um, that's an expression, by the way, of just um, just some people aren't your like, favorite flavor of ice cream. Um, but I do respect the choices that we all have. I, I actually see a growing amount of variety in our community. There, there are some broad stroke kind of assessments that people make, though, and I do find that interesting. Um, you guys, we're not all liberal. We're not all, like, financially destitute. Um, we're not all anything other than just amazing, unique expressions of source creator God. So I do encourage you to play with that idea. If you have this, I want to say comfortable image in your mind that we, if we all hung out together, we would just absolutely love each other. And well, of course we all like eat or don't eat this. Of course we all uh, love to do this. Of course, we all are against that. You know what I mean? Um, we are so diverse. We really are beautifully diverse. And you guys, there's purpose in that. There is so much purpose in that. Because it's, if nothing else, it's proof that that love of source goes with everything. Everything that this group is about anyway. That it actually can fit within all of these different ideologies and beliefs. Um, yeah, there's just so many different nuances to how we get to be ourselves. <sighs> okay, so where you do tend to fit really naturally with somebody and you just completely um, vibe with them, they make you feel comfortable in your own self, your own skin, and you love how comfortable they are in their skin and the way that they do that, that's something to cherish. That's something to celebrate. Just it's, it's probably uh, disappointing to expect that that's going to happen with everybody. So yes, I definitely prefer um, to hang out and make time for other people where there's that natural kind of rhythm. There's that natural um, connection where there's just a lot of compatibility in who and what we are. So where there's friction, let there be friction. It, we don't all have to be best friends, okay? I don't know why we're talking about this, but we are. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. The reason we're talking about this is because it's going to get more diverse. Each of us, as we add these new layers that they were talking about, are going to realize within ourselves how much more diverse than that we are even in our own energy field um, than how we used to identify ourselves. We are not simple. We are very complex. And as we add on naturally um, and intentionally these, these adding on of layers, we're going to feel within ourselves more of that diversity. And you're probably going to feel more of that kind of before and after sort of effect of, it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I used to think this, or I used to believe that, or I used to enjoy this, or I used to hate that. And then as we add these new layers, it really is like expressing different versions 
of who and what we are, but it's all still sourced in our, in our soul signature. It's all still a consistent pattern, but it may be that you won't be able to see that consistency from the vantage point of your human, and that's totally okay. All right. So we're adding on more of these layers because it allows for more of our light to be here. Our light, our soul signature, our eternal nature, the, the love of source that, that we uniquely are, and then we have these unique vessels in our humanness to be a literally a vessel, a receiver of that light and a transmitter. When we allow ourselves to become even more diverse in ourselves, we give that light, that eternal light, even more room to be. We give that light even more expression in this reality. The other advantage of this cycle of expansion is that some of us get bored <laughs> really easily in this reality. Um, and for those of us that get bored, it's fun to, to feel kind of a new wave of self coming online. And it's not done for us. It's done by us as our higher selves, which is another expression of who and what we are. <sighs> so our hope is that all of us have fun with this. It's like getting to know ourselves again. And it may uh, significantly affect relationships. It doesn't have to be a negative thing or a scary thing. Um, it can be an exciting thing, and it can mean positive changes as you get to know yourself. Our best advice is that you make room for these new layers of you, kind of like a new house guest. Um, and hopefully you love it. <laughs> hopefully you love that house guest, um, like love at first sight where you're so welcoming and embracing and curious about this new expression of you. It's not replacing anything that you've been. It's adding to everything that you are. So we want to talk about 2018. Oh. There was a lot of excitement about 2017 being a numerical one, one of new beginnings, one of new cycles. And I have a business background as Jill, and I remember this idea of what are called S-curves. And they're literally these S's that, um, like, like links, and then you leap from one top of the S to the bottom of the next S in this beautiful progression. Um, I don't know if I have any other fellow business, business geeks in this audience, but it is like we're jumping S-curves. This is part of our natural purpose of evolving humanity. So the one year that we just came out of, and I remember there was a series that we did last year about this time. It may have been a little bit earlier. Um, and it had 2017 in the title. I don't know if I remember it, but that was still a good series. And it was more than just about 2017. But 2017 was so much about those new beginnings. Um, there were a, a lot of motivations to reset the energy, kind of like when you reset the stage for a new act in a play. And some of that was repressed. Some of that reconfiguration took some time to assemble. And then in August and September, some of that started to reveal itself more clearly. Um, 
we definitely have evidence of that in some of the um, Oh, that's funny. I wanted to use the word exposure, but then it ended up being a pun, an uncomfortable pun <laughs> um, regarding the sexual harassment and sexual improprieties of um, various levels of key players of, of various industries and power, positions of power, um, mainly men at this point, but, um, okay, let me make sure we're still good. I want to make sure I'm going to turn on chat just for a second. Something weird happened with my Zoom. Um, we're still recording, so that's good. Are we still good? Any anybody send me an email if things just got weird right there? I don't know why it asked me to log in again. Um, and I did hear from a client yesterday that Mercury is now retrograde. <laughs> so actually, it was a client Sunday night. But okay. So with the the current version of the um, revelations, we'll say, and it is kind of a funny pun exposure, um, it has been mainly men misusing their power, but the role of the victim, um, the role of the victim needs to be evaluated too. And the reason we say that is because this kind of perpetuating and manipulating power um, and taking advantage of somebody that is in a position of supposed um, like lesser authority, lesser power, supposed weakness, etc. Um, that's not going away. And that's the hard part for a lot of us because there is this uh, maybe dream or ideal that a lot of us have that with this sort of, you know, series of, of uh, you know, stories and headlines, etc., that it's going to teach um, it isn't just about men, but just in general, it's going to teach that kind of predator kind of energy to not do that anymore. But this is earth and that's unlikely to happen. Now, again, we're treating you as the master that you are. So if you have any layers, inner child sorts of layers that need a hug with that because you want it just to be over and done with and you want to know that there's a version of the future of humanity where that never happens, I'm sorry. There are no guaranteed predictions like that and I'm not holding my breath given what I see, okay? So, and I have two daughters, so this I would say is even, well, it's personal for everybody, but it, I think about it in that way too. It is valuable for any of us, no matter what's going on in, in our personal world or what, you know, how we're out there in the mainstream, etc. It's valuable for all of us to be very, I want to say, proactive and very as savvy as possible, as aware as possible about what we would do in those circumstances. Because just like a mugger, a robber, um, on the streets of a very urban environment where, you know, people steal purses and things like that, those predators pick people. And there are some people that they don't pick. And I hate that. I hate that about this reality because it's not blaming the victim and it's not meant to blame the victim. I want us all to be very aware, just like any good self-defense training will do, so that you can be as prepared as possible to not be picked. And that if we are picked, that we think on our feet, that we, 
that we realize what's happening as it's happening and that we are possibly more likely to respond, not just for our own safety, but our own integrity and the, the cherishing of our human and the protection of our humanness and all of the layers of our human that sometimes our fellow humans do not care about. Okay. So, yes, we're still going to be talking about 2018, but this is important. Um, there was one of the accounts, and I know some of you don't read the news, so if you don't want to know about this, then you have the blessing of being able to fast forward if it's an archive, right? Um, but this is important, and it felt important the minute the Harvey Weinstein one came up. I was like, oh, this is, this is it, isn't it? And my team was like, this is it. So this is what? This is the beginning of the curtains being pulled back so that we can truly see that somebody, I mean, what do we see? There's so many things that we see. The multidimensionality of humanity, that somebody can be so amazing and so successful and not successful because they're an asshole, but successful because they're actually super talented at certain things. That doesn't mean they're a good person. That doesn't mean that they're somebody that you want to hang out with. That doesn't mean that you ever want to be alone with them. And for some reason, our brains just have a hard time wrapping itself around that. So right now, it is a lot of, oh my God, it is. Oh, shit. Oh, fudge. Sorry, just give me a minute. Damn it. Oh, I'm so upset about this, but I totally get it. We are reliving a different version of the witch trials. Not just in Salem. You guys, they happen a lot of places. Do you remember what it felt like to be accused of something that you weren't? Do you also remember what it was like to be accused of something that you actually were, but it was so misunderstood? That it was demonized and I don't, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to make this make sense with the Harvey Weinstein thing, but let's just hang on because I have yet to be disappointed by our teams. That sense of let's get them, Right. And the joy, the strange human uh, delight of a public persecution, of taking someone down, and the certainty that we have all the facts that we need in order for that persecution, for that judgment, for that trial to take place. It diminishes the human value. It diminishes the multidimensionality of humans in general. And it exposes the fear. That's the biggest thing that's exposed is the fear that we have sometimes in our own human skin and also the fear that we have with fellow humans. Some of us are not comfortable in our own human skin, let alone calling ourselves a member of the human race is not something we're, we're utterly joy, you know, uh, excited about. And I, I get that. I love being human, by the way. So I'm not in that group. I'm not in that flavor. Okay, so how are we going to circle this back? Because 
I mean, from what the accounts that I've seen of Weinstein and some of the others, I mean, that's, that's not the same thing <laughs> as like supernatural abilities and um, esoteric, you know, embodiment, mysticism and some of the things. Because to me, when I look at the witch trials, it is a misunderstanding of a divine gift that they were persecuted for. But some of them were persecuted because they, they were doing, if you will, oh God, I have nowhere we're, I have no idea where we're going. And it's funny because there's part of me as human Joe, like, no, I want to know where we're going because I'm going to be the one that's held accountable for this message, not my team. And I don't want to look like an ass and I don't want to misguide anybody. So there's a part of me that's like, I want to get ahead of it. My team's like, could you please just chill and get out of the way? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me get a sip of tea. Hang on. Some of the ones in the witch trials were not as innocent as we may wish to think. Some of them were misusing their power. Some of them were in the realm of, um, if you will, spells and, and magic and what I would call witchcraft. Um, and this is not my forte, so again, I'm very uncomfortable with this. Um, but some of them were using it in a way that, that we would not condone that we would not be like, it, we would not be defending how they used their, um, their, if you will, their gifts. <sighs> okay. So were there some that were falsely accused? Yes. Were they some, were there some that were like rightly accused? Yes. It's important to have our own authenticity and honesty and integrity about that for that timeline as it replays in a different version at a different vibration with mainly a different gender um, kind of on the stake at this point. Because the witch hunt has started and the trials aren't even happening. There's no trials in this one. It's just, you know, make them go away. We never want to see them again, etc. So why is that a problem, though? Okay. My team is like, hang on. <laughs> Just hang on and chill out, Jill. Okay. Humanity has not yet, in our current timeline, figured out a way to isolate an area of someone's strengths and abilities from areas of their detriments and weaknesses. We, we want a clear thumbs up or a clear thumbs down on everybody. And that doesn't work well within humanity especially when there are individuals that actually have tremendous talent in areas that people care about, yet they also have these significant flaws in their character. When it's a group like us, we have a higher chance, I want to say more skills, at being able to 
observe and witness our own multidimensionality. We have a higher probability of being able to see our deficiencies and see our weaknesses, thus that we're able to claim responsibility for ourselves and be authentic when we apologize for our own negative or bad behavior, things about ourselves that we don't like, that we don't embrace, that we don't love. When we say we're sorry for it, we're taking responsibility for it. We're not trying to deflect. We're not trying to defend or explain or justify. We're just saying, hey, I screwed up. I hope it doesn't happen again, but I can't, I can't promise. But I see that part of myself that I, that I acted on right there, and I, I don't like that part of myself. That's this group. We're very, we're a very rare group in this world. So most of humanity, the way that it tends to function, and it's not that they can't function at the level that we are, um, they're just not. They're, they don't know what we know. They haven't engaged in the way that we have with the multiple layers of consciousness and core inner divinity that we have. So when, when that kind of person says, when that kind of person gets called out for negative or bad behavior, it's a very different process because it is so common, especially when it's horrible behavior, that, that a person, when you have a person, a typical human, I would say, and they've demonstrated that they're capable of extremely negative, just like ugh, cringeworthy, disgusting behavior, they are even less likely to be able to fully observe the layers of themselves. Right? They're so fragmented consciously and energetically in all ways that they can't see the full ring of their kind of pie slices. There's, they don't have the superstructure to hold it all. So they're just these bits and pieces of, of a person that don't fit well together. And, and that's actually, it actually is that fragmentation that allows them to be positively, positively, not negatively, positively brilliant in some areas and absolutely diabolical, disgusting in another way. It's that fragmentation that actually allows that. Okay, thank you. So humanity doesn't have a great system right now for how do we, how do we celebrate the positive giftedness while helping like rehabilitate or restore or something like that, the negative. We don't have that system and we don't have any grand plans for how that happens either. But what we do know is that it's very real. So it is wise and very emotionally responsible for every human to be aware of the, the likely fragmentation that most are operating from. So that you can be, like any good self-defense class, right, more aware of the switching into fragments when it happens. Okay, now I'm going to step in here. So when I was um, reading Russell Simmons, I actually like Russell Simmons, and I still do. I mean, there are parts of Russell Simmons that I still like. There's a very real, I want to say, um, honest to me, it feels true, um, account of this woman from, I think it was in the 80s, of an experience that she had with Russell Simmons. And Russell Simmons had just come out like two weeks prior. Sorry. 
excuse me, I still have a pretty ugly cough. Um, she, Russell Simmons had just been accused by a model slash actress or something two weeks before, and he'd said something like, I've, you know, that's not me. I don't remember it that way. Um, I'm a very, you know, I, I would never do anything that was um, like violent or something towards someone. And this woman came forward and she was like, and very publicly, I mean, it's like a, a written article. Um, yeah, actually, you are capable of that. What stuck out for me as I was reading her story is that she said when she got in the Suburban with Russell, so it was her and Russell and the driver, she said, I saw him change into a different person. And she said she knew him well enough that she was waiting for the kind, loving, supporter, brotherly Russell to like come back. But he didn't. So it just kept getting worse. And she was talking about in the article about how it was very surreal to her because it was like, who is this? She thought she knew him, but she didn't know that fragment of him, right? And here's the thing, the nice Russell Simmons that is the public persona of him, he probably doesn't know that side of that fragment, even though he's, a, I mean, known as a quite conscious person and he's been on Oprah's Soul Series. I mean, that's what kind of a, a so he's obviously gone through some levels of integration, but he forgot, he forgot that fragment, right? So he didn't know about that part of himself. Now, I actually, Russell Simmons could be, could be somebody that, that fills, uh, fills the, the voids to allow the fragments back into himself and could actually have a very um, noteworthy um, sort of restoration there where he accepts responsibility for those fragments, um, learns from them, right, and apologizes sincerely, not as a PR, public relations stunt, but out of sincerity and authenticity, okay? I don't put any bets on <laughs> most of the others that have been accused because I just don't see that kind of connection and consciousness that is required. Um, it's not a better than, it's just they don't have the right equipment. You have to have that divine structure in order to have that sense of wholeness and the embracing of all those fragments of all the slices of ourselves that we've been in this reality, okay? So the part I want to emphasize is this, uh, this lovely woman and the horrible thing that she went through, her realization that he changed. Now, those of you that are in, in this group, this family, if you will, that have taken the Outwitting Wetiko series, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that. But some of you don't know that, that experience yet. Um, and I highly recommend it if you do want to get that. I want to say self-defense kind of training in this reality because it is had if you or I had been in the suburban and that would have happened and we saw his whole persona change, we would have been like, oh, fudge, <laughs> right? This is a different version of Russell. He doesn't know what he's doing. We've got Watiko stepping in here. He's not going to be, uh, he's not going to know who, I mean, this is, this is not going to go well because this is not the Russell that I would have said, yes, you can take me home, right? This is a Russell I would have said, I don't even want to be in the same building with you, right? So knowing is part of the, um, staying present enough in your body 
where it doesn't get surreal, where you can be present in yourself to take matters, take your matter into, into your hands, and you're more likely to be able to get out of a, a negative or even dangerous situation like that, okay? So it matters. And there are some folks that are just wired just differently. We kind of have a don't fudge with me kind of version of ourselves. And you guys, the data, the statistics, the science is there to back that up in terms of like, you know, who, who the, the ones that get picked to be mugged. Um, it's, it's not always that way, but there is just a, oh, that one would fight back. <laughs> that one will be on to me a little sooner than the others, right? This happens in dating. This happens with date rape. This happens all across the board. This happens with um, financial scams. There's just so much predator energy in this reality, you guys. So if, uh, I just feel like I'm being so negative. It seems like, is it negative or is it being honest? I mean, we want this group to be very savvy and very aware and very intact of, of all facets of your matter, right? Your finances, your health, your wealth, your psyche, your emotions, um, all of you. So some, of, some, some people are just wired in a way, and it could be that, you know, they're more trusting. It could be that there's this sort of like, oh, well, he looks nice. You know what I mean? I don't know. But some, some we're just, we just have different skill sets. We just have different strengths and abilities. And it, it breaks my heart when I'm working with a client and they're like, yeah, I got scammed out of a whole bunch of money. And, I'm, and then when they tell me about it, I'm like, I'm just thinking, and part of me is just like, really, you didn't see that as a red flag? <laughs> I mean, just like, I mean, so we're, we're all just different. So if we can support each other more and not be like, oh, you should have known better. I mean, let's shore up our weaknesses. Let's celebrate our strengths and let's accept where we have deficiencies or where we have areas of weakness because they're not going to be anything like Harvey Weinstein, but we all have areas that we're just not that strong in. And that's okay. So this, are we ready to go there yet? Not yet. <laughs> okay, okay. So this ability for us to add more layers on, even though not all the other layers are perfect, actually gives us more ability to strengthen our strengths and keep them strong. Our natural abilities, what we're naturally amazing at, what we're naturally exceptional and even supernatural at, while also giving love and support and minimizing any sorts of kind of, if you will, deficiencies or weaknesses or parts of you that you don't like, right? There's nothing wrong with having parts of you that aren't your favorite parts. We are much more likely to soften those edges the more that we have that full reflection of who and what we are and it's not something we have to fix it's not something that's a, that's a void at our soul level that we came to earth to, to resolve it's just something that if we play with it and explore it and continuously create and iterate versions of ourselves number one that's human evolution number two it makes our journey um, more satisfying, uh, more joyful, right? It's not fun to walk around as a fragmented human. Most of us are already past that step. But the, the self-responsibility for all these layers and recognizing that the parts of us that we don't like are things that we can change. 
there are things that we can adjust and hone and play with to bring them even more fully into the light of source that we are. Again, not out of have to, not out of a reason for being here, but just out of like, hey, I got a, I got a car, I may as well tune it up, right? Okay, so that we're ready for the journey as we go forward and that we are more prepared for the obstacles and the natural just nonsense and fragmentation that we will and do encounter in this reality. Again, we're treating you as the fellow master that you are and we're being very honest about this reality and what we see for it because those Harvey Weinsteins will, I don't want to say always, but I'm going to say always, um, will always be there in the version of this reality that we've got right now. Are we changing this version? Yeah, definitely, by changing ourselves. Okay. 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 I'm just saying to my team, I don't want to talk about Harvey Weinstein anymore. Are we done with that? Uh, yeah, okay, so let's switch gears then. So 2018 is a two-year, and with a two-year, you are adding, you're taking what the one-year offered you, right? And you're still in that same kind of uh, S-curve, that same version of the coil that you created for this next nine-year cycle, which started in 2017. And in this two-year, there can be an increased sense of confidence, an increased sense of savviness, etc. Now, the team that I'm a part of, the team that I am an animation of, we are extremely passionate about being sometimes brutally honest about the nature of this reality and that it doesn't have to change for you to be the light of source that you are. Okay, that's a very different timeline than a lot of folks with connection like ours are operating from and you probably can feel the difference. And again, there's nothing wrong with it, but you'll feel it's a different flavor of ice cream than what a lot of others are doing, okay? That's actually why a lot of you hang out, <laughs> why we hang out together, isn't it? Because it's, it's, we, some of us crave this sense of um, authenticity, rawness, I don't know. Um, but our light is strong enough to not just survive, but absolutely thrive in this reality. This is a less than ideal setting for the light of source that we are. And to be more aware of that, to be more uh, proactive in this environment is extremely like intelligent and rational and masterful. Okay, so 2018, Hopefully, there'll be less shock about some of these things, and I do feel like a group like this, very few of us were shocked, but it's still kind of like, oh, crap, it's all coming out. I didn't, like, I didn't predict this. This is fun. Um, and it can be fun because holding folks accountable for behavior that harmed another is important in this reality. It's important on all sides. And... I do hope that we learn from the experiences and that's something that um, there are some of us that just never imagine will be in a situation with any sort of predator. Um, 
again, maybe that's a degree of fragmentation that we're like, oh, that would never happen to me, but maybe not sexual predator, but maybe we've been, if you will, a victim of financial predator. Um, other sort of scam, right? Um, anyway, there's so many versions, so many flavors of that here. So being honest with ourselves about where we have uh, noticed a vulnerability and deconstructing it enough where we possibly can learn from it and what would I do differently if I come across a predator like that again? Because you guys, we likely will, no matter what age we are, no matter how long we're here, we're likely going to come across um, various versions of that. And again, some of us can just like shut it down and deflect it like immediately and it's, and it's over before it even started. Others, it may take us a little longer before we see it. And others, we really wish we could have like gone back in time and been like, damn it, that's the part. That step right there, that, that's the moment when I wish I would have seen things sooner. Um, that's the minute when I wish I would have realized what was about to happen. If that's you, I am so sorry that that happened to you. Whatever that was, you didn't deserve that. And I, there are definitely parts about this reality that I hate, and that's, that's one of them, that somebody as loving and caring and beautiful and special as the light of source that you are would experience something like that. There's nothing in your soul record that was like, yay, I'm going to have that happen on earth. But all of us knew at some level, at our soul level, what was possible here. And we still came. So I don't mean that to rub anybody's nose in it like, see, you deserve this. It's not like that at all. But there is a part of us that is savvy enough that this isn't a shock, that this can happen here. And it doesn't have to be taken personally. I'm just questioning myself because I'm like, but doesn't it sound like we're making it personal when we say that some are more susceptible to be victimized than others? We don't mean it in a personal soul way, though, that, that it's about deserving it. It's, it's not that different than, you know, the wilds of the Sahara where the, the young gazelle that isn't as fast or the gazelle with the broken leg, the predator, the hunter, they, they're trained for that. They have instincts about you know, the weaker ones. Um, I don't want to look at any of us as weak. I don't. But I acknowledge even in myself that there are parts of me that I want to say are weaker. And I don't mean that in a negative way. But I mean, I have so many examples, even in recent history of, um, let's think of a good one. For me, probably the best example isn't like a sexual predator experience. It's more, um, I would say, financial uh, naivete. <laughs> okay. Um, so for years in my business, yeah, we're really neutralizing this conversation now. It's okay. Um, for years, because I do want to give this example, because I, I, of how I embrace my weakness. Okay. For years in my, I wasn't trained to be an entrepreneur. I have a background in business, but every business I was ever a part of, I had like staff of it and you know, I did every, there was just dip department for everything. And I one person show. Right. Um, and I didn't, it wasn't my goal to be an entrepreneur. It just kind of happened, but, and then I embraced it and now I like it. But, taxes, <laughs> right? Um, 
I didn't, I mean, I don't like plan. I don't do a financial forecast of my business. And even though I, anyway, maybe I should. Um, and as I was making money, I, there were several years where I'm like, oh, I'll have enough to pay my taxes. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, I'm like, and my husband, my husband does our taxes. Now he doesn't so much. But anyway, um, anyway, he was like, so your tax bill, Jill, for your business is this. And I just look at him like, oh, fudge. Like, really? Is it that much, <laughs> right? Um, so what happened for me, I mean, I still, every year, I was like, oh, I got it this year. And then I'm like, shit, I don't have it in here. Um, said it did. It made me feel like a little girl. <laughs> I just felt so inadequate. This is not my strength. Um, saving is not my strength. It really isn't. So if you give me a goal of chipping away at debt at something, I can, I can really nail it. But the overall just kind of general tax bucket of savings, I'm not, that's not my forte. The good thing is that my best friend and life partner, Jeff, he's amazing at that stuff and he's a tremendous saver. So starting mid last year, I, maybe it was early last year in 2017, new beginnings, one year, um, he offered, and I already had a bookkeeper that I pay a professional bookkeeper, but he said, what if I, we came to an agreement where he would handle watching on a monthly basis based on the statements that my bookkeeper provides, how much money I'm making and making sure that that money gets set aside. And then occasionally throughout the year, he's like, okay, what other things do you have going on in the next few months? I want to make sure we have enough set aside. So Jeff being Jeff, we probably have more than enough set aside for my tax bill this year. Um, and I'm so, I feel so carefree about that because now I can do this stuff and not have this background fragment version of Jill. It's just kind of like, oh no, you know, we're going to embarrass ourselves again to this person that we love and admire and respect and say, we need help. We need help bailing. Can you bail us out again on the tax bill? I'm embarrassed to say that to you guys. So this is, this is a legit example of a weakness. So I created a system because I may never get good at that. <laughs> and it's expensive to, for me not to be self-funded. And it's embarrassing because I do, I am very responsible financially in so many other ways, but clearly not. Obviously evidence would tell us that. But this year we're good. We're like more than good. And I'm so happy about that, that I put enough aside um, well, Jeff, happy that Jeff put enough aside so that it doesn't have to come out of a household budget. And it just, I feel so relieved. <sighs> it's like, it's so good. So I have support and I have assistance and it just is perfect that my husband is so good at that. So wherever you have areas that you're like, you know what, I'm pretty weak in that and I may never get good at that. Then where are you open to receiving support and help? And it may be embarrassing. And it may be part of you that doesn't want to admit it to yourself that that's just not your forte. But having that, I want to say, issue or area taken care of by somebody who is kind of naturally responsible or naturally gifted in that area, oh my God, it, I think it makes Jeff feel good in the situation that he's able to help out in such a real way. Also, he benefits because he doesn't have that surprise bill that I'm asking him. Can you, <laughs> can you make a loan for me, <laughs> right? Um, but that kind of authenticity with ourselves is, is such a great step forward, and it does free us up. This relationship that Jeff and I now created as an add-on to what we already are frees me up 
to be even more energized and more focused in the parts that I am really good at. And that's good. That's a win-win situation. And Jeff actually likes doing it. If he didn't, then I would, I would pay my bookkeeper or I'd pay somebody else that I trust um, to do that set aside. I could have had my bookkeeper do it. And if Jeff ever gets tired of it, I'll have, I'll have her do it. But there's so many options and sometimes we aren't creative enough and sometimes we don't want to admit that we need the help. Okay. So maybe there's areas in your one year of this 2017 where you feel like you want to show yourself up. And if you have felt like you tend to be, I want to say, I mean, the taxes didn't victimize me, but let's just continue this term, exaggerating for effect. What areas in 2017 were showing you that you tended to feel like a victim or tended to not be at your best or not not feel like you were landing on your feet what creative options do you have available to you or do you want to make available to you so that you can show those up and give yourself more of that energy more of that focus in the parts of you that are so naturally gifted so naturally exceptional some of us don't want to ask for help because we're sure that it's a burden to somebody else. But I know in this instance, Jeff actually loves doing that stuff. <laughs> he really does. And I think he gets excited um, about my business as it grows. And he's like, you do all of this and you don't have an admin. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and he gets a smile on his face and it makes me like, oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, I, he has a very good business sense too. And I appreciate that praise from him. It makes me feel even more successful as an entrepreneur, as well as everything that you guys know me as. Okay. It just feels good to like ourselves, you guys. This is so valuable. And going into 2018, the energies are growing. The energies are expanding. And this isn't about manifestation. This is about realizing the best system, creating the best system for each of us to be ourselves. What are your natural weaknesses? What are your natural strengths? Having the, the emotional maturity to be honest with yourself about that and then figuring out and exploring different options for how you make your you even more amazing. Okay, I feel, okay, yeah, I'll say that. There's a lot of uh, interest <laughs> in uh, annual predictions, and I don't like that. <laughs> That's not my flavor, because I f the reason I don't like it, by the way, is that I feel like those that, I feel like the part of us that wants predictions Oh, now I just saw another side of it that I like. Okay, the part about predictions that I don't like that it feeds is tell me what's going to happen so that, so that I can entertain my mind about, about whatever, whether you're right or wrong, and I can judge you for that and all these things. But I do appreciate the part of us that wants a prediction, just like I know that may not go this way, but overall, is there a lay of the land sort of view that can be given? Are we going to the Arctic or are we going to the Bahamas? I mean, like, what do I pack for, right? Just preparedness, uh, self-confidence, self-preparation, those sorts of things. So 
2018 is in some ways a bumpier ride than 2017. And I did mention this recently, I think in a Facebook post, and then I put it on my website. Um, you know those thrill rides, like in, a, like in an amusement park, et cetera, where they're like, okay, secure your belongings. Here's a little cubby for like your cell phone. Oh, sir, you have your hat on. You need to take off your glasses. They're gonna, this is an upside down ride. They're going to fall off, right? Secure your belongings. And that's what I feel about 2018 is it is a secure your belongings sort of journey. Um, this two-year feels very unstable, kind of like a two-year, uh, two-legged table or two-legged chair. It's like you need your feet to add to the add to the two-legged chair so that you can stand up, kind of like those bikes that kids learn to ride that have no pedals. It's a two-wheel bike, and in order to stay up because they're not they're not at the stage of pedaling yet, they need both feet or they're going to fall over. Okay, so that's a great, that's, that's actually, that's a perfect metaphor for 2018. Because those, those two-wheel bikes, when you're not pedaling yet, um, you kind of can go at your own speed. <laughs> and it can be really fun, and you can fall. <laughs> and it's, it can be a great day or a bad day. Um, there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of unknowns and a lot of uneven terrain and all those things. So 2018, from our perspective, is a getting accustomed to the greater and greater levels of light that we're embodying. Okay. Further levels of trust, hopefully uh, testing ourselves in uncertain situations that we haven't been in before. Knowing we're always supported at a soul level. I'm just, the topic of accountability is coming up since we were talking about like the witch trials and, and all of these sexual harassment cases going on right now. Some of the desire for justice in 2018 may be very unsatisfying. Because some of the folks that have been persecuted it's not that they didn't do anything wrong, but what they're accused of is grossly overstated in some cases. And since the, the witch hunt, you know, is, is the pitchforks are out, um, they may be pressured into just like going away. Like, no, we never want to see you again. And again, I mean, I actually have a mixed level of emotions about that because I wish there was a way. I, I get it that there may never be, but I wish there was a way where, where somebody could be super talented at what they do and then they have like a supervisor <laughs> That's, that they can never be alone. It's like a supervised visitation. <laughs> like anytime if they've been um, like Kevin Spacey, if he's, you know, been um, predatory towards um, not just young males, but I would say younger uh, males in any sort of less powerful uh, positions than, than he felt for himself, that he could never be <laughs> with, with any of those people unless he had a, a, like a supervisor. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just I wish there was some creative way that we could make it where we allowed and celebrated their giftedness, but we protected anybody from being harmed by where they're screwed up and harmful like dangerous with certain people. I also wish, I'll just say it, I wish that 
all of us. had the ability to be I guess it would be protected more um, that we had some sort of a supersonic radar or something like that was like oh he's about to switch he's about to switch into unconsciousness no thank you I don't need the ride home like before it ever happened that would be so cool and maybe some of us feel like we do have that I don't know um, but this you know being afraid of everybody isn't to me the ideal way to go through humanity but I wish there were more victims and I feel like this one with Russell Simmons I wish there were more that were coming out that would that were able to say had I to do it over again you know I I would have like done this differently or done that differently um, just so that those of us because we will be scammed we, we there are perpetrators in this world so that we can all kind of learn from each other in not a like oh you're you know blaming the victim it's you know that we because there's pitchforks pitchforks out with that too um oh you know ah, we get so excited and, and like me eh, about these things but i wish that there, there was more kind of conscious awareness of okay now this horrible thing happened do you have any advice for somebody else that's in a situation like that because um, some of them some of the advice is just a blank and like yeah duh never have a meeting in a hotel room it does sound like good advice, I don't know. And I remember there was one interview I was hearing where two people that had a very experienced, one of them was Tom Hanks' wife, um, Rita, I can't remember her last name. Anyway, she was saying that she'd never experienced anything like that and she wasn't a partier. So even when she was young in Hollywood in her 20s and 30s that she didn't drink, she didn't do drugs. And she's like, no, I, you know, I wasn't part of that scene. Like nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to mess with me because I, I wasn't playing. So that's kind of interesting, isn't it? She's not blaming any, any victims there. She's just saying, I think I was like off the radar of a predator because I didn't fit the profile of somebody that could be like, you know, abused or, you know, power misused, et cetera. If, if you're, if you're not jacked up on drugs, you're much more, you know, present and aware to say no and fight back and be more aware of, okay, he's shutting the door. Now I'm leaving now. Right. So there's always just so many different avenues of how these things happen and where they can be preventable that we're like really sharp and that we do that. And I wish we could learn more from each other in that regard. Cause I wish this stuff never happened because nobody deserves to be abused in this way. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. How are you guys doing? I'm going to open up the chat room. Oh, thanks, Steve. He's saying, loving this. We all have our areas. Okay, good. Hi, Sheila. She's saying, great info. I'm actively learning to deal with the issue of fragmentation and others. Yeah, that's good. Sheila, I'm curious if you've done the Outwitting with Tico series. That, that series is so unlike anything else that I've done. Maybe the Ascension Codes is somewhat related. Um, it's actually funny in terms of flavors of ice cream, right? It's so fun that occasionally before a private session I tend to just kind of peek like have we done a session before or is this you know I look on my calendar and then I look in my uh, membership website what, what classes have they signed up for it's just like oh, I'm just curious and it's so funny that some of you that have done a wedding with Tico you did ascension codes too and there's a lot of 
uh, natural patterning there in terms of yeah, I want it. I want. I want the raw truth, <laughs> and the Outwitting Wachiko series is definitely that, and the Ascension Codes is that too. So actually, Minding the Matter is as well. Anyway, okay, good. Thank you. All right. Okay, good. Let's see. Is that it? What else do you guys want to talk about? Oh, hi, Elise. She's saying this is so good to have compassion for what we are not so gifted at. Also, having the awareness to know when a situation is not okay for us. Oh, that one. Because we live in a world of predators, just doing everything we can on the prevention side so that we're not a victim and we can perhaps help protect others from not being a victim, that just feels so smart to me and so logical and so rational because you know taking all the predators away is not going to happen anytime soon and even more strangely some people don't know they're a predator until they're actually being a predator that's it's so screwed up you guys but that is the epitome of Watiko right Watiko is an equal opportunity um I want to say embodiment of, of not kind, not pleasant, not high vibe consciousness. So Watiko takes every opportunity it can to be a predator, to victimize. And we're doing ourselves a huge disservice on the prevention side and maybe even on the perpetrator side, any layers of us that, that, kind of take advantage maybe of, of somebody's lack of knowledge or lack of coherence or whatever. Um, catching somebody in a weak moment to do something or say something, say yes, that they normally wouldn't. Right. I mean, there, there are, there are, there's a spectrum of that, right. Um, where it's not harmful, but it's like, Oh, I got to sign up for the class. You know what I mean? She probably would have normally said it, but uh, she just told me that she inherited money or something like that. That's pretty sick and twisted. Right. But you guys, that happens. That definitely happens. So with Tico, we do ourselves a huge disservice when we ask who, who did it. And I really, and this Russell Simmons going back to that example, this horrible behavior in this reality is much less a who and a lot more a what. What is it? And it's literally this vapor-like, fog-like unconsciousness that can sort of take someone over. And that's why Russell Simmons' face and energy changed. Okay? So it's overly simplistic, not wise, not masterful to automatically oh it's it's him 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 right it's it's a what and given how we operate in our normal humanness some are more susceptible to that Watiko taking over than others but it's surprising how surprised someone can feel oh my throat's getting so dry <clears throat> how surprised someone can feel by how they may have felt taken over in any shade, right? Any, any degree of, oh, I have a funny example myself. So yesterday I had, I think, four sessions back to back. And somebody was at the door 
And Samson, being the sweet baby that he is, he it's his job to bark when the when the door is knocked. Um, and he was really aggressively barking, and I was irritated. So I felt I really felt like it's, and I started yelling at him. I was, and I shouldn't be laughing. I already did say I'm sorry to him. And I'm like, Samson. <laughs> I mean, and I was really, and I got so annoyed because I was trying to get something done before my next session. And I found myself like yelling at Sam. And that's so not normally me. But I, here I was, like something had taken me over. So my guess is if somebody had watched my face in that moment, they would be like, oh, she just changed. Like not nice in a not nice way. Um, so it can be just not, you know, horrible, but still not good, right? And as I was doing it, I'm like, what am I doing, right? And I was like, Sam. And I was just like, honey. And he came over and he's all waggy, like, mommy, 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 I'm sorry. And I just got his face in my hands. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you. And I hope you forgive me. And then I had to forgive myself, right? I was not my best moment. Um, and not something I'm proud of. But I may do it again. I hope I don't, but it, it could happen. I hate that loud barking sound. It makes the whole, it feels like it makes the whole house shake. Defensive. <laughs> I'm getting defensive. Okay. Awesome. Let's see what else you guys are saying and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Hi, Sheila. She's saying, is there something that we as seeing our own light can do to help these folks? Yeah, there actually is. And Susanna saying important discussion today about all oh, this still. Thank you. You're welcome. It was so uncomfortable for me at multiple times. I, I was like, oh, this could be misinterpreted. Oh, that could be, you know, plucked out and taken out of context. And I could look like an idiot or an asshole or totally insensitive or whatever. So anyway, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. So Sheila, is there something that we as seeing our own light can do to help these folks? Yes. Yes. Okay. Had one of you been at my house yesterday when Samson was barking and I was like, <laughs> I would say losing it. One of you just coming over very calmly and like putting your hand on my shoulder, I would have like restored myself in a way. I would have been like, okay, I got it. I got it. Thank you. And I would have looked at you probably in the eyes and said, thank you. So sometimes there are things that we can do where we look at somebody and I wouldn't want us to do anything stupid, right? And put ourselves in danger. But it is kind of interesting to explore the idea that had this, this woman that wrote the account of her experience with Russell Simmons, had she been in the van um, in the suburban before we know when the signs were starting to appear that it was like that, had she like, I mean, I'm just wondering if I had been there because they had a long relationship. I mean, friends and professional. Um, and she'd never been alone with them in this way. And it was the end of a night of partying at the clubs and so forth. Anyway, so he, I'm guessing, was under the influence of something. Anyway, putting, I mean, if it were me, I, I'm, I'm just wondering if I would have like, like, hey, hang on. And I like, put my hand, touched him and looked him in the eye and said, Russell, are you there? You know what I mean? Like, um, do you want to go get a bite to eat? Totally tried to like change the energy pattern. But normally if, if it gets surreal and it looks like time is stopping, 
then we're just like like in the river, right? And it's hard to get out of the river once you're in it. So if you're like, okay, wait, his face just changed. Okay, wait, everything just changed right here, right? It's possible, and there's no guarantees, obviously, but it is, it is kind of an interesting idea that if we touch somebody, look at them in the eye, and basically engage them on their human level, because Watiko is a non-human force. Watiko is like a fog, okay? And the fog doesn't like light. Have you noticed that? When the sun comes up, the fog lifts. And it doesn't just lift, it can actually vaporize. It can like demanifest, basically. So it's possible that, because the only, I mean, the recipe to not have Watiko going on is to fully occupy your field with your divine consciousness and with your light. And to, to own your shit, right? To own yourself where you're like, okay, wait a minute. No, no, no. I don't want to be barking at the dog right now. I don't want to, in the case of Russell Simmons, I don't want to take advantage of this young, not as strong woman who's in my suburban with my driver and I can lock the doors. You know what I mean? So there's always situations where things could be manipulated, but most of us don't want to manipulate them. That's, that's not our intention. That's not our desire. But if there's a match for Watiko, right, and that can happen with alcohol, that can happen with drugs, that can happen with poor health, that can happen with poor judgment, that can happen with poor values, right, um, that can happen with a whole bunch of things. Watiko is like all over the place. So again, it's not about a who with Watiko. It's about a what and how not to be a match for it, how to like reset yourself when you are being a match for Watiko. And then also, I love your idea, Sheila, about this others, but Watiko's a really strong force. So I guess it depends on the situation, but I, I just feel like we won't know until we try. I hope most, I hope we're not in a situation where we need to figure out what's going on there. Um, I wouldn't try it with like a financial scammer though, or just some annoying telemarketer. You know what I mean? Yeah, where they're just, because they're, they're just running a script. I mean, literally, the telemarketers, they have a script. And I remember, I've had times on the phone where I'm like, well, let me just see what happens here if I say, no, I don't want that. What are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, you drink, yeah, I got a cup of coffee sitting next to you. You know what I mean? They want to stay on script. So they don't want to like, come back to themselves. Um, <laughs> don't know why I'm talking about telemarketers. No, they're not all under the spell of Watiko. But just doing things that we wouldn't normally want to be doing and we lose control of ourselves. It's a scary, scary thing. I wish I could talk to Russell Simmons and just be like, let's kind of dive deep into the Wutiko experience. He probably doesn't remember it, but just it's almost like helping him feel that accountability and helping him understand what that was. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's so screwed up. We don't have that in the all that is. That's here. It's in any environment where unconsciousness is allowed and where unconsciousness, where it's a structure in that reality that allows for unconsciousness and earth does. Okay, I think that's it. I didn't have any genius answers there. Sorry about that. I, I just encourage us to try different things. Okay, hey Jess. She's saying it doesn't support accountability. Oh wait, what doesn't? Okay, let's see. She says it doesn't support accountability as it is truly personal and no one can hold you to it. It has more to do with how people identify themselves. Many who are fragmented identify only with those layers. That's true. 
which breaks my heart as they are so much more than that. A great scam for separation. Mm, true. Uh, Steve is saying my guest, my guest, just someone being there would have changed the energy in the situation referring to you and Sam. I think that's true. Oh, Steve, that's, that's like a hundred percent true. You're so right. Oh my God, that was so big. I'm feeling how, thank you for that, Steve. You're so right. I would have been embarrassed for anyone else to hear me yell at Sam. And that's screwed up, isn't it? So had another person been there that is like, that I'm holding myself accountable to, I would have never shown that side of myself. I don't think. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I would hold myself to a different standard of jillness uh, with a witness, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Samson, again, I'm so sorry, honey. You didn't deserve that. I love you. He's just out chilling on the couch. Okay. I love you guys. Um, we went long today, but this did feel uh, like there was a lot there. <laughs> and there's at times I wish it would have been clearer, but I know that there was a lot of energy offered, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I think that's it for now. Thank you so much for sharing, liking, and commenting, and subscribing. If you're looking at this on YouTube, I, I really appreciate that. And our, um, our family here is growing of folks that really want to be our divine light from the inside out. We want to do it in the world exactly as it is. We're tired of waiting for the world to like get fixed and get ready for us. We don't fit in here. We accept that. We actually embrace it now. Um, this group tends to embrace that we don't fit in here. And I love that. I feel like we're, we, well, I don't feel it. I know it. I see it energetically that we've upped the game of the vessels of light that we are by this approach. And I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I love you guys. Okay, bye for now. <laughs> Talk to you later.